man, we got a special episode today at Chase and Birdie, little banner session with a special guest. Very special guest. Why don't you introduce this cat? Well, guys, we like to consider ourselves the three amigos, and we are drinking Casamigos. So, uh, really not. I'm having an Amstel Light. Uh, Ryan's drinking a non-alcoholic beer, and uh, our counterpart of the three amigos is drinking Maker's Mark. And let's everybody welcome Brandon Katzif. Thanks, boys. BK. Second time on the pod. But this is this is like you. Man. Yeah, this, this is, is just you. You're here. One and only. No partner. No Eric Tangrady to overtake the conversation. It's just you and us. I appreciate yeah. it. You know, I love seeing you guys uh, record earlier today. It was very exciting to see the growth of the podcast. You know, it's uh, obviously we talk every day. We're in multiple text message groups and Jonathan and I are on a daily basis speaking. So I love seeing you guys grow. I love seeing where this is going and just excited to be a small part of it, even if yeah. it's uh, ragging on my putting skills. So, well, no, nah, listen, you're, you are the epitome of the show. You're chasing birdies in life. Chase birdies I with mean, you guys every day. Yeah. And, so, I mean, people really don't know much about Brandon Katz. If they just know that you missed two footers or 18 inches, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about what you do for a living and how you chase birdies in life. What do I do for a living? So I'm a jeweler. Uh, you know, my mother started a retail store, Jonathan. Uh, we've built an awesome wholesale manufacturing company. You know, we design, manufacture diamond jewelry. Uh, we sell to other retailers all over the country, as well as having the retail store in Uniontown, Pennsylvania that Bash, your family has been a part of for since before I was born. And, yeah. you know, we've grown up together. Jonathan, you know, we were college teammates and our paths crossed numerous times and we made the decision to partner in business and in life. Yeah. And that's become the three amigos, right? There you go. The three amigos. Yeah, but you 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 took that business and you grew it. Oh, dude, he he took Scaled it. it. He it, David's gonna be listening. He's gonna be crying, um, but <laughs> he did. He and I'll speak for my friend over here. He took that business and grew it a lot. And yeah. uh, he worked very very hard. That's why he can't have fun on the golf course, bud, because he's always working. <laughs> well, listen, you you people out there from Pittsburgh or even West Virginia or Ohio, wherever where, wherever you're listening from. You see the show that this jewelry store puts on 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 a almost bi-yearly basis, right? Christmas and summer. Yep. And they go above and beyond for their customers, their friends. You you feel like family from day one you meet them. Um, so I, I think it's more than just the jewelry business. It's it's the whole what you... It's relationship business. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, life's all about experiences. You can choose to shop jewelry or listen to podcasts you you have a choice to make your own decision mm -hmm. to to make a purchase or, or whatever the case may be but we love what we do we're passionate about it we're extremely excited about it and i think that that is what experience you you get when you walk into the store or even when you talk to any of our staffs and you know jonathan's talk about our growth well we couldn't do it it couldn't just be me right you know it has to be a team and adding jonathan to the team and the staff that we have every day you know, in the office because Jonathan's on the road. I'm on the road right now. We're sitting in Nashville, Tennessee on a Tuesday afternoon about to go to an exciting hockey game. And mm -hmm. the three boys are here just having a good time and, and talking about life. Now, let me ask you something. You knew probably 
early on, maybe you didn't, but you went to college and you, you had probably an intuition you were going to get into the jewelry business, perhaps. Now you have two young ones of your own, James and Sarah Kate. Are you going to allow them to navigate their path or are you saying, hey, Sarah Kate, you're going to be the diamond slinger here in, in 20 years? No, definitely they're going to create their own paths. You know, if they want an opportunity to join the business, they're going to have to do with uh, what you're my parents- You're going to have to sell it to them. <laughs> Uh, no, my parents made me work. I mean, the one thing that I can say about my parents is that everything that they had, that they built, they worked for. And I was able to, you know, take the heart of my mom, hopefully, and the, the brains of my dad and put them together to, to build what we have today yeah. and, and grow the business. And, you know, they put a path in place for me to uh, go to GIA, to go to our factory in India. I mean, I literally traveled the world learning about the industry and, you know, worked in a retail store. I wore a tie every day in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, because people still thought I was playing golf or, you know, asking me what the next uh, golf tournament I was going to be in. And I wanted to show that I met business by wearing a tie and being professional yeah. that I was there to take care of their needs. So you are professional. Yeah. You got in the family business. I, I always told my dad I wanted to be in the family business and he told me that I couldn't just like walk into being a dentist. So it was a lot like stepbrothers. Right? I, I wonder, I would love to see you take your dad's. <laughs> <laughs> No, I got a question for you guys. So, so you what? guys have been doing this podcast for how, how many episodes have you recorded now? I say tease, but uh, <laughs> 22, 22 episodes. You guys have started, you know, at point A and, and now you're, I think you're all the way down to, to, to letter Z, but you know, what does chasing birdies mean to you now from, from the time you started to, to where you are today? You know, it's an interesting question. Um, we just had a, a friend of the show on, uh, Matt Stell. And he, I asked him the same question and I said, what does chasing birdies mean to you? And he said, shoot your shot. And when he said that, I really thought about that. And he's, he's right. You think about for me in business with the jewelry side, I, I shoot my shot, right? Every, every wholesale partner that I go into or a potential customer, I'm shooting my shot. And, uh, to me, that's everything that chasing birdies in life and on the golf course entails. You know, we're shooting our shot with this. I'm shooting my shot with your line jewelry. You're shooting your shot with Joyce's. And, you know, I shoot my shot with my wife. Attempt. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, with respect to this podcast, I mean, I think it's it's got its own brand kind of going. I think we're finally getting to a point where we can can say we have a structured show. You know, we get the guests on. We talk a little bit about what they're doing and chasing birdies in life. And then naturally the whole common denominator of the podcast is golf. So I think sky's the limit, you know, and, and like he said, we just got to shoot our shot. Really? How cool when you started this, I mean, you've had the, the highest regarded sports psychologist. You've had the, the best women's professional golfer who came on the show and and won a major a couple of weeks later, you've had reality stars, NHL Mm -hmm. hockey players, amazing country singers and songwriters like i mean where it's come in the 22 episodes did you ever think that you would be where it is today and and keep keep it rolling no absolutely not no you'd be lying if you said yes no I, yeah and that's why i would not say yes because i i would not lie well i would and, say and no i mean the the cool thing is that the people that we have interviewed that you talk to yes we've had relationships with some of those people but a lot of the people we have interviewed has been from those relationships, right? Like we didn't necessarily know Shep Rose, but that was from another person. 
you know, somebody like Colt Ford, who's going to be coming out. Uh, that was through another person. So we're starting to get, which I guess you can say a referral of other celebrities passing on to other celebrities yeah. about us. Well, so, that's, I mean, that's a testament to business, right? I right. Mean, the biggest compliment that you can have is referring someone to that you've done business with to your to business. business. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest compliment. And, you know, obviously we're here in Nashville and we've been doing business since we've been down here. And, you know, whether it be jewelry or, or the podcast, I mean, there's so much exciting things happening and it is, it's awesome. And none of it would have been taking place if, if you haven't shot your shot, right. Or, or chase that birdie. You know, I tell people everything, everything starts with an idea, everything, write it down. It's an idea. And it, it's the difference. Like we talked about today, there's some people who can take initiative, take action and make it happen. And there's some people who just sit back and, and try to let it come to them. And, and you can't be that person. You have to, you have to get out there. You got to be hungry. You know, especially today's world, right? I mean, the world is Doggy a crazy dog. place. It is a crazy place, but you got to make the most of every day, right? I mean, we have wonderful families. We've got great mm-hmm. friendships. And, you know, for me, Bash, we talked about this. Either of us have, none of us here have brothers, but we've literally pushed each other. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan and I are in the same industry. We work together. You know, you're in a completely different industry, but- you know, we tell you, hey, dude, you're you're rocking and rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, or, dude, I think you need to focus. I think you need to get back to 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 your nuts and bolts. Get back to your fundamentals yeah. and and focus on what you're doing. So, I think that's the be- the other good thing True. that we have for each other is we're great checks and balances. You know, we're supporters of each other and and we push each other to be better. We're not afraid to kick each other in the dick a little bit, huh? No, I mean, literally, brothers. Like, there aren't two other people that I would consider you know brothers from another mother do you mean that yeah but wipe <laughs> that tear god that's awesome man it's the first time you ever said something nice to me <laughs> oh shit but it was awesome you know b cats came down they had jewelry business to take care of and- well, a little bit, i didn't tell you the story about uh-huh. real quick all right i'll cut you off like i always do that's all right good we get to the it's airport yesterday uh 8 30 we're sitting there at breakfast and this lady comes over the bartender <laughs> comes over she puts his plate down in front of him. She says, do I know you from somewhere? He's like, oh, he loves I it. I don't know. And deep down, he's just. Oh, like, he's loving it right now. Peppy loved it. Peppy was like, so yes, excited. Yes. So she said, you're that guy on TV in that commercial, aren't you? <laughs> and he said, yeah, for Joyce's jewelry. She said, that's it. She said, that's so cool. And he was grinning ear to ear, boys. He was, he's in the show now. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you. Every morning, every morning he's there. I watch Channel Four, and I always see the Joyce's your your commercial. Now, you know we partnered with a great marketing company that really helped us get our brand out there. And you know we are we're in Uniontown, Pennsylvania, Fayette County, which you know some say is the the bottom of Pennsylvania, but I think it's it's the best place in the world. I I love yeah. it, and we live in Morgantown, West Virginia, where mm-hmm. life is easy. It's a great quality of life, and we have great golf we have great people and we have so much fun and, and we have the ability to travel to nashville tennessee to do business mm-hmm. or have fun we have the ability to you know we were jonathan and i were in tampa uh you know he told a funny story about going to the lightning game but we were in tampa florida a couple of weeks ago oh, we really got tickets for the night yeah we are we're going to see the the preds and the sharks it's going to be a great game you know i've got some uh vested interest on the ice so and think about that for one second we're in nashville we have no we're not from nashville right 
We're from West Virginia, PA. You guys are here in Nashville doing business with someone from San Jose. They happen to be playing in Nashville. And guess what? We're at dinner last night, sitting there like we're fucking boys, like five bottles of wine, sushi rolls, you know, tadpai, tay tay, or whatever comes over. <laughs> I mean, Julio Jones. What happened? No, what, ha- what happened? Some guy comes up and he goes, he hits bashes, is styling and profiling with his ponytail. You know, he's got his hair up, done right, looking good. And this gentleman walks up and he says, Bash, is that you? Yeah. Pepe, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. You know, I mean, yeah. how awesome is that? That's well, fucking cool. Welcome to the spotlight, boys. That's building uh, your brand. He's talking yeah. about being in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania airport, but we're in Nashville, Tennessee next to Julio Jones and boys are recognizing you two. Yeah. You know what that's uh, called? What is it? Chasing birdies. We are Amen. chasing birdies. I mean, come on. I mean, my See? wife told me, she said, good yeah. Lord. She said, the doors have to be, can't be any wider in this house anymore. Nah, but you know what? Here's the thing, dude. I'll be honest with you. I know you all are successful in your endeavors. You know, we're all, we're all young and we've all been doing our damn thing. But at the end of the day, I think every one of us, I think we're extremely humble. I mean, we are you yep. you have to remain humble through all trials of life no matter what level you get to because w- what is success i mean jonathan and i literally had this yeah. conversation this afternoon you know success to me is having a beautiful family you know i have a great wife two healthy kids healthy parents to help us uh great in-laws there to support us a great team yep. and i love doing what i do on a daily basis yeah i'm on my phone a lot i work hard but hardest worker i know we play hard stop. too. Hardest, I mean, nonstop. Brandon Katzif is nonstop working. Twenty four seven. It's all of us, though. I mean, we 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 feed off of each other. Yeah, but you you so, definitely. But we love it. I mean, I I truly yeah. love what I do. It's not. I don't go to work. I I go to the place that I love being, and and I enjoy to do it, and and I make the decision to do it, and you know, we have fun every single day. I mean, I think that's the biggest part. We we yeah. have fun. You have to enjoy what you do in life, no matter what. I don't care. Two things. Enjoy life no matter what, okay? Yep. And just try your best. It's mm-hmm. not it's it's two really simple things. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something in life, why do you want to just do it average? No. Right? right? What, why? What You know, if I showed you my phone right now, you looked at my goals. Every January 1st, I do I make 15 goals that I want to accomplish. I mean, the one goal this year was work out three times a week. All right. Like that was just added. <laughs> I mean, but you haven't right. worked out three times all year, eh? Right. <laughs> but my point is why, why, why do something that you, you can't give 110% at, right? Yeah. I totally agree. Well, so, I think, I think the commonality of that is, you know, we had our parents, both, all of our parents were very hard workers. All of our mm-hmm. parents pushed us, whether it's in school or education or, sports, athletics, whatever the case may be, they've set the groundwork for us to be successful. Mm-hmm. And now we have each other to continue that. Yeah. I mean, seriously, our group of friends, our, our people, our circle, we, we strive to be better. And I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. Matt today talking about him chasing birdies. You know, he was talking about being in Pinehurst and he was a 12 handicap. And now he was proud to say he's down to a 10.4 10. Yeah. or whatever the case may be. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to be a professional but just that little grind of becoming better, chipping Amen. better. Me, I mean, I'm trying to putt better, right? I mean, because, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, you want to be better. And, and whatever you do, you want to be the best at it or, or at least strive to be better. Yeah. Uh, nailed it. And 
bringing it full circle, let's talk about that golf game a little bit. <laughs> everyone here. I mean, everyone. It, Bash, how do you rate your golf here? Chase and Birdies is proud to be partnered with Holderness and Born. Holderness and Born makes some incredible golf apparel. And you can check them out online at hbgolf.com. My man to the right here has a little bit more to say about them. Yeah, Holderness and Born has the tailored but not tight approach to the golf shirts. Fit great, small, medium, a little more tailored. Then as you get in the large, extra large, it gets a little bigger. But it's a polished look across all sizes that they have. We love the internal collar stay that are sewn into the shirt. Ryan and I's favorite pieces are the Maxwell shirt and the Ward sweater. So check them out at hbgolf.com. My golf here was not good. Um, and it doesn't mean that, and believe me, I'm not, I'm not but okay with it. Y- you guys had the biggest success that you've ever had as a partnership. We have. We have. We, did. We, we won the Pikewood National member guest. There we go. But I'm not I think, down. I think we got a little, I, honestly, I think that, that might have been the worst thing. We got a little big for the britches there, bud. But it was a big deal because you and I were giving back like four shots on I mean, we get into the shootout and we're given we're given the field shots. It's commendable to 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 win. I mean, I th- I don't think people realize how good a golfers that the two of you are. You know, you guys host these uh, these podcasts and you talk about golf, and typically you're talking about your guest play. Uh, you don't talk about you guys. I mean, you guys are in the amateur world are world class golfers. I mean, you are giving shots back to the course, and people don't realize how hard that is. You know, on a day to day basis, yeah. you have to break par. To, to even have a chance. Right. Where a 10 handicap, you know, they might come out and make a couple birdies. You're playing match play. Uh, it's very different than playing stroke play and where every shot counts. And I think that's the biggest difference in amateur golf is, you know, you, you're playing hole to hole. You're not playing cumulative score. And, you know, when you're competing or you're playing in member guests, you know, you're playing points or you're playing every hole counts. Uh, so it's such a big difference to, to play in an amateur event or, playing a stroke play event, a club championship, things like that, where, you know, you've gotten everything out. There are no gimmies. No. And and getting back to your question, I'm not down about it. I mean, I can honestly say I had not had the best year of golf, but I know my potential. Um, What what do you think right now you need to work on? Oh, you know, it's like, I'm like two or three swings away on on my drives like it's like one or two three holes around i'm 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 just screwed. and typically i'm not missing fairways too often but that's been the achilles heel somewhat and also missing greens and not getting up and down i mean normally speaking i can get up, up and down from the ball washer um this year he rolling his eyes at <laughs> me right, no nah, it's buddy. true it's true yeah i mean no it is and so when those two things aren't working for the boy it's tough. It's tough, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. Then I'm struggling to break 78 because I'm not getting up and down. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that deter my determination for next year to come back stronger. Just work a little harder now. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? B cats. How would you assess your golf this year? You know, we started off hot. Yeah. I mean, we played a lot of golf in the spring and through June with a member guest, and then since then, it it really really died off for me. Um, we focused on work. I mean, our companies are growing. Uh, our kids are at the age where they're getting into activities. And honestly, for me, that that was the biggest thing is consistency. I mean, the consistency of my golf game is the key to my success. If I'm hitting it straight, you know, 
you can score more. I mean, typically for me, irons are my strongest suit. I hit long irons very well. Putting obviously is my weakest. Which part is of my crazy. Game. But yeah, if I'm, if, I'm, if I'm hitting my driver in play, typically I'm scoring well. Uh, so I think driver and putting, I mean, in between, I'm confident in. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the consistency hurts. What about you, Mr. Yeah, Peppy? JP. It was a uh, roller coaster of emotions this year. It really was. Frustrating. Um, I would say driver is my best club in the bag, no matter how bad I'm hitting it. I hit my driver good. It was okay this year. Irons were pretty bad this year. What are you doing? Oh, I was just looking at the date that this episode is going to drop. Okay. And I was just so, going to say it's um, November 4th. My chipping is lackluster. Uh, what are you laughing at, bud? Um, hey, I'll tell you this much, though. Those Betty wedges, you saw me last week. That's the first time I heard shit. You, you wedge it a hell of a lot better. So, okay. And then uh, my putting, I would say this is the best I've putted in. 100%. Your pencil grip. Year, yeah, 10 years. Made a world of difference. I, I've gone to uh, from 10 feet and in. Or that's a, I think somebody asked you, like, when does he do it? Honestly, it's where I felt comfortable. 10 feet is probably my max. But if it's a big bender, I definitely pencil it. If it's straight, sometimes I just normal grip it. I, it's, it's feel, right? Well, I mean, yeah, that's it's the feel. golf game. Like, it's feel. Just leave me feel. alone. Like, I'll do what I want to do. Uh, but it was tough, man. It, it was. I know people were going to be rolling their eyes like Tango and Neil and all them, but it was, it was a tough year. Well, I'll tell you, the last time we played at Nemecolon, you hit your driver the best. The best that I have ever seen him hit that driver. I mean, he hit number eight, everybody, at Mystic Rock. Not a long par five. Uh, it still takes me three to get there. Wow, driver three would. But anyways, my man here <laughs> hit this drive. 360, 330, every bit of it. Nine iron. And then the day before it, six iron, dropped it in there like it's hot, made eagle. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you hit your driver I well. Come in, that's the thing. I come in waves. But the strongest point of your game is, is I tell everybody, for not being a professional golfer, you're the most consistent driver of the ball. It's long, it's straight, it's high. It, it, it's, it doesn't move. And, and you're putting. I mean, that's, you know, we all know our, our keys to the success of our game. I mean, if there's a wedge guru out there, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> but honestly, hey, Rocco, deal. I told him, I was Rocco Mediate, which he's big on now on social media. I was watching him, and he was talking about wedge, wedging it around the green, and he basically said, like, lift your hands up and not not tow it, but start it off at the toe. And that's what I did whenever we played, and it worked, bud. So whatever, <laughs> you can laugh at me all you freaking no, want. No, I'm not, but I'm just thinking back to the first time I looked at your wedge, and it was so, it's so hilly. Well, because it, they didn't, my um, club supplier didn't bend it two degrees flat. That's so. probably why. That made a difference. So we talked about the past, uh, the season past golf game. What are you looking forward to in the future? I mean, where what's next? Well, it depends. I mean, if I move to Nashville, I don't know if I'll be in the WVGA <laughs> next year, but um, I probably... You'll be in the Tennessee golf section, Yeah, bud. I'll be back with uh, Carter. But um, no, I, truthfully, I'm looking forward to getting a little bit of a break, honestly. I mean, I mean that sincerely. Like, it's going to be nice to have a little bit of a break. Let some of the bad habits kind of go to sleep. Early 22, maybe catch a, a round somewhere with you guys before we go to Pinehurst in March. Well, I heard good news. They're, they're keeping Shepherd's Rock open year-round. Oh. Uh, so we'll have the access, you know, the, the podcast sponsorship, Nemecolon Woodlands, mm-hmm. amazing spot. 
um, you know, Jonathan and I are fortunate enough to be members there. So we definitely can get some, hopefully get some good weather and, and, and play some rounds. How dynamite what about was the, Mystic? Mystic was phenomenal. But here's my question. It, you guys got to remember it's in the mountains, so it's probably going to snow. But even if it snows, are you able to... Use Utilize. the practice facility. Yeah. Oh, the practice facilities. They've got the new track man range. Yeah. They've got the uh, learning academy with the indoor bays that are heated. Plus the inside. You guys got a tour of it recently, right? The inside mm-hmm. track man or what, yeah, what is it? It's really cool. Uh, the the track man with the screen inside. Um, and then the whole putting green in the back. Yeah. No. And so, you know, if, if, if we're able to catch around somewhere, you know, I don't know. Watch a little football, maybe play a little simulator golf. Yeah. Just to keep... Just to keep a swing going, but not really have to worry about like, oh my God, I got to shoot 70 today or else I'm going to like lose it, you know, something yeah. like that. Um, definitely look forward to more tournament golf. I love, play- you guys laugh at me. It's like, oh, this kid plays in like 13 freaking uh, tournaments a year. I love tournament golf. There, There's absolutely a an addiction factor to the adrenaline when you're getting, when you're teeing it up and it counts. I mean, it always counts, but when you're playing in a state open or am, or a mid-am. Um, 100%. So It matters. Funny story. You you play in a lot of competitive golf, and you play in a lot of WVGA events. Uh, I started playing in the, mid, uh, the mid-am, which is stroke play, fortunate enough to qualify, get mm-hmm. into match play, which we played each other this year in the second round. We were fortunate enough to win our first matches. So this year... We played each other? We uh, did play each yeah, other. Yeah, what? Yeah, it wasn't very good. I didn't hit my driver very well, so I want to rematch at that, but... We'll get to that on another episode. The the state open being at our home course at Pete Dye Golf Club. I'm like, if I'm ever going to play in, in a state open, this is going to be the time, right? It's at our home course. You know, I, I went to the qualifier. Fortunate enough, got through through qualifying. And so who do I get on my bag? You you get a your boy from Pikewood. That's mm-hmm. your normal caddy at Pikewood yeah. to, to, to be your caddy. My man Pepe gets on the bag. Poor kid. I came out. I was nervous as hell. I had a late afternoon tea time. Probably the worst thing for me to to have. I hit some shots. I never hit it left. Boys, competition makes mm-hmm. a difference. Mm-hmm. I pulled some shots left. I think I shot 46 on the front nine. And all Pepe could say is, but if you don't break 90 while I'm on the back, I will never do this again. It's true. Fortunately, it- I finished strong. I think I birdied four of the last three holes, made the cut, second round, you know, broke 80, made the cut, which was the goal. But I'll tell you, competition play yeah. will bring some shots out. And poor you, Pepe was on the bag watching it happen. But you know what? Here's the thing, though. You, you, you can't knock it because, listen, I don't even freaking play in golf events. So the fact that he has the balls to go out there and play, you can't really knock it. That's what people, I don't understand people, you know, group text, people will say, oh, that guy shot 113. But you know, he's playing. Yeah, he's out there doing it. He's right? he's being, like, you gotta finish. That's what people don't understand. You have to finish every hole. You hit it left, it's not like we're playing, hey bud, just drop it and take one. No, you're reteeing and you're keep going until the ball's in the hole. So the fact that you're gonna make a ten on a par four, bud, you're making yeah. a ten. You're making a ten and you're, you're counting. A 10. There's no uh, automatic double bogeys or right. and, whatever the handicap says. You're being vulnerable. Um yeah. you're open to the vulnerability of embarrassment and right you know looking like a dummy or looking like dude i just freaking played so well <laughs> so that's why Get I, you going. I, I love it dude i smoke a cigar and i caddy for the boys yeah you do great you do great you read some really good putts for me i'll tell you that so Schwinny, uh adam schwinn 
writer of the song here on the podcast. I come down to Nashville a day early before you two guys, and he's like, yeah, we're going to play golf tomorrow, which is Monday. And I'm like, well, I left my clubs back in Pittsburgh. So I just rent clubs. And in my mind, it was like I didn't really care because, A, I wasn't like in dire need to play golf, but, B, at the same time, it would have been fun. I just rent a set of clubs. Yeah, get out. No, just get out. No there. expectations. No, just whatever. So I get a call at like eleven. Supposed to see off at twelve thirty. He's like, "Hey man, golf just fell through," and I was like, "God, thank you." Like I, again, not that I didn't want to play, but yeah, you know, sometimes you get out there, you start using other sticks, and it makes makes for makes for some fun. But listen, playing a Pikewood a couple weeks ago. Hosted a couple couple guys from great clubs, all in Florida. Uh, the one guy, Dino, he works for Mister Nicholas. Oh wow! Um, so you great know, contact, great contact, great guy, and he's down at the Bears Club in Florida. Dino, if you're listening, shout out to you, brother. It was awesome playing with you. But the point being is this: we had the most absolute epic time at Pikewood. It was beautiful. The weather couldn't have been better. The leaves were orange, yellow, red which I just got back from Vermont and they were great there too. Good foliage. But, um, but these guys are like, there? yeah, very good. But these guys, uh, it's just like you play with somebody like that four hours earlier. I had no idea who these guys were. Yeah. Now it's like, Hey, you guys want to come back to Pikewood? Well, let's do a Pikewood and Marion re- reciprocity, you know, or, or let's go, go down, down to the, the Bears, Bears club. club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's what golf does, man. It's not just about the, the, competitive nature individually but it just forms these relationships with people that four hours prior to teeing off you had no fucking clue who they were there's so many that's the thing about golf with business the relationships you make in four hours is incredible i mean you go into stores on a daily basis that they won't give you 15 minutes of your time but you know you get them out on the golf course you get them out of their element you're stuck for four you know sometimes five hours and you know, you really get to know someone and you know if you, you want to do business, you know if you want to play again or, you know, sometimes you say, hey, chalk it up and uh, glad I did it, but I'm never doing it yeah, again, right? Yeah, I'll catch you next time. Yeah, exactly. Maybe so. not. Uh, but we had a good time here, though, with you boys. This yeah, week. thank you guys for having me. Um, well, we, we, we should do, let's, let's rattle him off a little bit since we're going to air this episode. The tap-in segment? Let's, let's do Let's oh, roll boys. this bad boy into the tap-in segment. This is the tap-in segment on Chase and Birdies, sponsored by Betnardi Golf. I'm Sam Betnardi, and we are the premier short game equipment manufacturer of 100% precision milled putters right here in the United States of America. We make all of our product in our very own manufacturing facility with the highest quality control standards in the game of golf. Proud winners of the 2021 Golf Digest Hot List Gold for each of our series, the Studio Stock, Queen Bee, and Innovate line of putters. And Betnardi Golf's third-generation wedges continue to be the buzz and best-kept secret in golf, with a recent TrackMan study showing 10% lower launch and 15% higher spin than the leading competitor of golf wedges. With 85 worldwide tour wins and counting, our putters are trusted by Hall of Famers and the world's best players winning on Sunday across the PGA Tour and all worldwide tours, including players such as Matt Kuchar, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Fred Couples, and Jason Kokrak, to name a few. Visit Betnardi.com to discover unrivaled short game equipment, including our HLX 3.0 wedges. 
All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna off the cuff. Off the cuff. Go for it. Under the cuff. All right. We're good. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. Here we go. Tapping segment. Dream foursome. Dream foursome. You know, I learned to play the the game uh, with my father, so I got to have my dad. Honestly, I think Arnold Palmer, growing up in Western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. you know, he was such a icon and a mentor in our game. And, you know, I played in Dalvecchio at Uniontown Country Club, which was like the first competition. And we played against Latrobe and he came out and watched us hit some shots and complimented me on your game. And it just, I mean, you were on cloud nine. So I definitely think Arnold Palmer. The fourth person is going to be challenging. I mean, can we do a fivesome? No. no. <laughs> um, I mean, I, we grew up with Tiger Woods. You know, I mean, how can you not say Tiger Woods? No, nah, that's a good you know, one. I mean, he's, I feel like he's the best of the best. And, you know, how can you not, not join him in the group? Arnie Palmer, David Katzif, and Tiger Woods along B-Cats. Love it. It's like the, it, four guys walking to a bar. It's, yeah, it starts out with a joke. Uh, favorite golf course? Favorite golf course? Favorite, I mean, I don't think it gets better than Pete Dye when it's in good shape and you got a great group of, of guys. I mean, it's so much fun to play. We have great games. It's a great hang. You never have to worry about anything. But uh, I love Shadow Creek. I mean, going out to Shadow Creek, you're in Vegas, you're with the boys, you're feeling it. You don't even feel like you're in the desert. I mean, it is it is as as great of condition course and, and fun to play. All right. Favorite college golf story? Ugh. Favorite college golf story. I think Pepe knows exactly where this is going. Which one, bud? <laughs> Something that we get to uh, partake in every year, which is the, the Pine Needles uh, Mid Pines event. Uh-huh. You know, the first, this is tap in. So this is the exact first thing that comes to mind. Um, Jonathan and I, Jonathan is a year younger than me. Uh, my sophomore year. Uh, we had this on me. <laughs> yeah, we had an awesome, uh, great group of guys. Uh, my my roommate was was our stud on the team, and I was fortunate enough to play in every event my sophomore year. And Jonathan's first event is at his home club in Pinehurst, right? We're at the Pine Needles uh, Mid Pines Invitational. We tee off. Uh, we're all we're all there. We're excited. First event of the year in the in the fall. Uh, we're playing pretty well, and I look up and I'm like, "Where is my man?" Like I see the guys. It's a par five, uh, fifteen. Is it fifteen? 15 par five uh, at mid pines. Yeah, we're, we're playing. I look back. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see where he is. And I see the guys in the fairway. I see his bag. And I'm like, where is he? And my man is up in the woods taking a shit. No. His first college golf tournament ever. Yeah, my ever. first college golf tournament ever. And my man had to go to the woods yeah, to relieve himself. I took a shit. 95 degrees. Had to wait. Had nothing to wipe with. Had to wait two holes. I was chafed like no other. I mean, it was miserable, but thank you for turning that around on me. Yeah, no problem. But, you asked. Uh, <laughs> I thought a, there was a couple other stories. There is, there is a there, lot of but, other stories, um, but we'll keep those for another time. Most special accomplishment in your short career of business. Wow. Mm. I don't need, uh, my... Uh, Tap-in segment, huh? Willie Roberts yeah. said he, this ain't Talk no tap-in question. Yeah, this is not a tap-in question. Honestly, I, th- I think the biggest success for me was, was I was fortunate enough to, you know, I started something at 26. I opened a second location, something that my parents built. 
Uh, I opened a second location in Morgantown and it was great for four years and it turned out to be uh, something I didn't expect it to be. And it was something that I was able to sell, which I thought at 30 years old uh, was a negative, but you know, I had a three-year non-compete and it really kicked started uh, my dad's side of the business, which was the wholesale manufacturing side. And I had a three-year non-compete. I definitely thought that I was going to be opening up a retail store back in the state of West Virginia after that non-compete ended. But I turned that energy into your line jewelry. And that's when Jonathan and I Mm -hmm. uh, built our partnership. And, you know, the past six years through a pandemic, we have done something that we never expected. Uh, You know, we were talking about some numbers in the car today that, you know, we're, we're hitting goals. We're, we're chasing birdies and, you know, we're having a freaking blast of doing it Mm -hmm. along the way. And we're building great relationships and hopefully, you know, Jonathan has kids. I have kids. Hopefully, you know, we built something for our kids. So yeah, they take it over. So, That's a great one. That's chasing birdies, bro. That, that yeah, is chasing in. birdies right there. So uh, thanks to the three amigos for um, indulging in some Casamigos. Casamigos. Reposada. So we going to the hockey game now or what? So Let's we're going to kick it to Broadway right now, boys. And uh, we're going to buckle the chin straps up and take this show to Broadway. Yep. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for having me a part of it. And be cats. Thanks for being the here, birdies, bud. man. Keep it going. And yeah. uh, keep those commercials rolling, bud. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank you, Simpler Media, putting us together, and Rachel for her social media expertise. Catch y'all on the flip side.